Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. Hello and welcome to the show, a great show, a terrific show, a tremendous show, frankly the best, ask anyone, that's what Hillary said after she caught up watching the show while sick in bed this week anyway, <laughs> this is Beauty and the Beta, my name is Matt Christensen, I am flanked on my right as always by my wonderful co-host Rebecca, blonde, welcome. Ooh, nice jazz hands today. Feminist jazz hands today. You're missing out if you're listening. Uh, yeah, feminist jazz hands. You're missing out if you're listening to the show. <laughs> you missed that display. Uh, but we're running two hours early this week. And that's because it's Packers Vikings tonight. And there's no way I'm missing that. Uh, but don't worry, I'm not here to fill your head with purple delusions for an hour. Although I am very <laughs> excited for the game. Uh, instead, we're going to try to figure out what's going on with all of these terrorists. Yes, terrorists bombings yes bombings or stabbings if it's not premature and politically incorrect to call what happened in minnesota a stabbing <laughs> uh we'll talk uh an interesting claim of violence from a trump supporter in north carolina this week we'll talk about the great pepe white supremacist conspiracy of 2016 uh, if we have time we may get into uh, a discussion of whether wearing a trump hat qualifies as hate speech or not that's an interesting one but it'll be all this and more on your favorite hour of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on iTunes. Thank you for keeping us afloat and helping us upgrade. Apparently there's a dog attack. Sorry, live. sorry, sorry. I'm watching Minnie a dog. They try to coexist with this cat, but they all really hate her. So every time she moves around, they bark. That was vicious. Holy cow. All right. Do you need to attend to that? Okay, we're good. Uh, like I was, <laughs> she'll tend to that. Thank you to our patrons. Uh, thank you for emailing us. That's beauty and the beta at gmail.com. Uh, and you know, while she goes and does that, I'll man it myself here, but it's becoming a theme of the show art from listener at facepalm reality on Twitter. This week I received an email from a listener of the show loser guy, and he wanted to see some art uh, of Hillary. And I don't know if you've seen this artwork, get your headphones back on there because i don't want you to miss it right. you're gonna go with caesar in the lap is that gonna be the plan yeah oh, okay God, apparently we're, we're live from PetSmart this week i know week. i know three dogs <laughs> is two dogs too many um I think okay, we're okay so i was uh i was saying facepalm reality on twitter sends us art all the time and um this week i received an email from a listener of the show named loser guy and he wanted to see some artwork from uh, either from uh, Facepalm Reality or anyone of, of Hillary as a stack of kids, like the little rascals, because any and all conspiracies on Hillary are fair game now. So you want to see like that little rascals trench coat character, a stack of kids. Maybe that's Hillary. Who knows? So I forwarded his request uh, for, by email to Facepalm Reality, who actually filled it, which was hilarious. I've got it in the show notes if you hadn't seen it. But um, he replied to me with this, which is an image of uh, Hillary, not as a stack of children, but as a stack of aliens with a Hillary <laughs> mask, uh, which I thought was pretty awesome. And I like it. I like you know, it. I'm not, I'm not ready to dismiss this as complete fiction because you need to be open to any and all explanations of what the hell is going on with that woman these days. But uh, I, I thought that art was really impressive and really funny. So as always, that is uh, always at Facepalm. Yeah. At Facepalm Reality on Twitter. Uh, always sending us funny stuff. Much appreciated. But <laughs> we'll continue with the show. Uh, so I was kind of offline yesterday and didn't really pay attention to any news until kind of, I don't know, mid-morning this morning. Apparently, right. lots of terrorist attacks that, yeah. I, that I missed yeah. out on. We had New York City uh, last night. We had New Jersey yesterday morning in what might be connected attacks. And then earlier, before New York City last night in Minnesota, some guy stabbed a bunch of people at a mall. This is what we're dealing with. Yep. Figured it'd probably be wise to go through uh, the three attacks and the facts that we know about them, and then how people are interpreting this. Because okay. 
the reaction to all this stuff is as crazy as the news itself. And I love that we're dancing around words. I was talking about that at the top of the show. Got to tiptoe around words to make sure we don't describe it the wrong way. Because if there's anything worse than a bunch of people maimed, it's an offended Muslim or, you know, somebody being offended by something. That's the worst possible thing we could ever have. Truck attack. Yes. (laughs) Well, this week we had what? Uh, garbage can attack is that is that what we can go with <laughs> how are they um, going to spin this one I, I can't wait to see so let's uh let's start with new york city uh which i my think under- jersey was the first one though okay yeah we could yeah let's oh, do it chronologically okay, let's, let's go chronologically well <laughs> Jer- let's go uh jersey and new york city first since they could be related investigators are, are considering whether they're related or not because they're very similar right so New Jersey, my understanding of this, and correct me if I, I haven't spent a ton of time looking into it, so correct me if I misspeak, but there was some kind of uh, Marine Corps or sailor benefit race in New Jersey yesterday. And at some point along this race's course, <laughs> there was there was a, a, a pipe bomb in some, if it's like New York, it was in a trash can. Yes. Was it was it stored in a similar spot in New Jersey? I believe so. And it was uh, along the. T- they did it so that at nine thirty five it was supposed to detonate, and that's when people were supposed to be coming around the corner. It was a charity race, um, right. but it was delayed. I believe I might be wrong about this, but because they saw a, um, a a package or a backpack of something like that, and it delayed the race a little bit, and then it detonated, and nobody was around. I don't I don't know if there were any even injuries. Yeah, I think I saw no injuries. No that's, injuries that's reported good. in New yeah. Jersey. So this happens. Uh, I believe yesterday morning in New Jersey, flash right. forward, flash forward several hours, uh, sometime around, I think, eight o'clock uh, Eastern time. I'm not sure, uh, but sometime in, you know, middle of the evening, uh, there is a another exp- there's a pressure cooker, Im- improvised explosive device in a trash can in right. in, in, in a, a neighborhood of yeah in Chelsea, Manhattan. Um and forgive me if I misspeak there. I've never even been to New York City, actually. So I don't know all the really? intricacies of the neighborhoods and the boroughs and stuff. But this Chelsea's ex- like the extra gay one, but not quite as gay as the village. It's like okay. the second gayest part. Of That's it. right. You lived in New York. I forgot. I did. Yeah. yeah. So are you familiar with this area in particular? Uh, pretty familiar. Um, yeah. Most of my living in that area was in, in Jersey, but I did live on the Upper East Side for a little while. Okay. But Chelsea's a really nice it's a, it's a really nice area of New York. It's a really gay area, which I do think may have something to do with this, but we don't have enough information, I think, still to draw any yeah. conclusions. So this this thing blows up and 29 people are hurt last night. And what makes this similar to New Jersey is I guess they're kind of a similar IED, but they're both like a, a cell phone uh, detonated device as well, electronic right. detonated device to be detonated remotely. Um, so there's some similarities between the style of the attacks that lead investigators to think there might be some relationship. 29 people hurt. There were no life-threatening injuries. I believe I read uh, recently that all of them have now been released from the hospital. I think one is still in okay. intensive care, but he's so, not going to so die. So Mostly we're talking about like scrapes and very minor injuries. With right, which is kind of shocking considering. Because I saw footage of the explosion from like a, a footage camera from um, a nearby building and it looked like it was pretty substantial. I'm, I'm shocked that nobody was killed. Yeah. Yeah, I did see the footage and it, it does look like a big bright blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very visible on some of that security camera footage. So... I'm looking into this and trying to figure out what's going on. I see some media coverage of it that <laughs> just, you know, makes your <laughs> makes my eyebrow raise because again, the reaction is not uh necessarily looking for facts whatever they may be. It seems to be tiptoeing around what words we're going to use, always being careful. I'll give an example. Um I saw Blair tweeting about this earlier so I grabbed it as well. CNBC um, tweeting out breaking New York city mayor says Chelsea explosion, not connected to terror, but indications are that it wasn't, int- that it was intentional. So this story, so according to this story, uh, <laughs> this is n- not necessarily connected to terror, just an intentional bombing, which is different from terrorism somehow. And at first I was thinking like, well, what the hell is CNBC doing? It's actually not CNBC. That tweet is accurate to what the mayor of New York City, Bill de Blasio, said. Yes, I'm just going to sh- short clip of what he said that I want to play here to, to kind of explain why they're covering that way, covering the, the story that way. Up front saying that there is no evidence at this point of a terror connection to this incident. This is preliminary information. It's something 
Uh, we will be investigating very carefully, but there is no evidence at this point of a terror connection. I want to say more broadly, there is no specific and credible threat against New York City at this point in time from any terror organization. So as we are analyzing what happened here, uh, we are doing it against the backdrop, but we have no credible and specific threat at this moment. Uh, but we do want to be very clear. Uh, the early indications, the initial indications is this was an intentional act. We're going to have a lot more to say in the coming hours as we have more uh, detailed analysis. But we believe at this point in time, this was an intentional act. As opposed to all those, um, you know, I mean, you know how common randomly exploding garbage <laughs> bins are in New York City. As someone who lived there, I mean, this, this was kind of oh, a Oh, yeah, spontaneously combusting garbage cans. Yeah, Something yeah, yeah. you have to deal with day in and day out if you're going to so, live in New York City. No connection to terror, just an intentional <laughs> bombing. So, you know, when you see the coverage of this, don't necessarily get pissed off at the media outlets because that was my gut reaction. They are reporting what the dude said. And to be clear, yeah. Governor Cuomo, New York, uh, New York State governor, came out and said, no, no, this is very obviously an act of terrorism. Right. Uh, I mean, when I had just heard about the Jersey thing, I was thinking maybe not because it's the Marines. This might be some kind of domestic thing. Um, but in conjunction with the others, I mean, it's impossible. Definitely not the Muslims. Never the Muslims. Yeah, but this is this is what's interesting. We we're talking about it before the show is why are we tiptoeing around the word terrorism? I mean, I understand why people tiptoe around the word Islamic or they tiptoe around the word Muslim. The word terrorism does not have a cultural connotation or a race uh, yeah, it's, connotation. They're implicitly agree agreeing that it you know, is inextricably linked to Islam. I mean... Well, if that's what they're worried about, if they say, well, if I say terrorism, that makes me an Islamophobe. I mean, who's the racist then? Like in your I mind, know, the I speaker's know. mind, terrorism and Islam are inextricably linked, if that's how you think. And if they came out and said, this is definitely Islamic terror without any evidence. Yeah, that's fair to push back on. Um, and you might even disagree with that. Like we're saying, <laughs> this day and age, we could just, we could just I mean, make our I mean, I can hear that eight people were stabbed at a mall and immediately, without any other information, go, yeah, that was a Muslim person. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that one momentarily. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. We're not even done. We're not even done with uh, the rest of this stuff. So um, there was that. There's, there's kind of Bill de Blasio's weird statement. It's not terrorism. It's just intentional bombing. Okay. Well... Then the other the other reaction that com that's coming out of this that's getting a lot of um, interesting reaction from people, I suppose, is Hillary Hillary's response on the plane last night, Just which is bizarre. interesting for a bunch of reasons. Go ahead and play that. <clears throat> it was ten thirty p.m. By the way. Okay. I've been briefed uh, about the bombings in New York and New Jersey and the attack in Minnesota. I've also been given many drugs. Everything we can to support our first responders, uh, also to uh, pray for the victims. Uh, we have to let this investigation unfold. We've been in touch with uh, various officials, including the mayor's office in New York, uh, to learn what uh, they are discovering as they conduct this investigation. And I'll have more to say about it when we actually know some facts. Secretary, do you have any reaction to the fact that Donald Trump immediately upon taking the stage tonight called the explosion in New York a bomb and led to the crowds? Well, I think it's important to know the facts about uh, any incident like this. Uh, that's why it's uh, critical to support the first responders, the investigators uh, who are looking into it, trying to determine what did happen. I think it's uh, always uh... okay. So I cut it off. It's basically a non-statement. Like, yeah, it's critical to support the uh, the first responders. I get it. But what's interesting here that I want to highlight, a few people have highlighted, and then you had more to say about this actually being censored. So I'm curious about that. So at the top, what does she say? She says, "I've been briefed uh, about the bombings in New York." And Okay, I've been briefed about the bombings in New York. I don't have that much information, but we need to support the investigators. We'll figure it out. And then this reporter, whoever, I don't know who this reporter is, asks her no more than 30 seconds later. about it when we actually know some facts. Secretary, do you have any reaction to the fact that Donald Trump immediately upon taking the stage tonight called the explosion in New York a bomb? Okay, do you have any reaction to the fact that Donald Trump called the explosion? Whoops. 
called the explosion bombs. Oh no, the, the, how ridiculous <laughs> to call an explosion a bomb. But again, this is 30 seconds after Hillary said, she I've been briefed on the New York City bombings. It's shameless journalism. It's like it's like she knew that they were going to edit it out, that the media outlets would edit it out. So, so, and I just yeah. heard that before I came on. I didn't substantiate it, but I heard that maybe MSNBC and CNN, one of the two, both um, edited out the part where she said, you know, where she called them bombs, but still asked the reporter question. But included that, that question. <laughs> why and why is that an important question? Do you have a reaction to the fact that Donald Trump called the explosions bombs? <laughs> what? Okay. So, I mean, what was it? Like someone threw away a bunch of like extra powerful fireworks and then someone yeah. put a cigarette in there and that all blew up. I, I mean, know, yes, I there know. are remote possibilities of weird things happening, but a, a, a detonation on that scale in an urban environment, how absurd to call that a bomb. A bomb, I know. And lo and behold, the facts after investigation confirmed exactly uh, that, that it was a bomb. Yeah. It just made it look like he, you know, knew what was going on before the information was released and that we should trust him more. This was, this was really this is This is so weird. I mean, this language policing, like I said, I, I get where they're coming from when it's cultural sensitivity that's their aim. But now we're getting into this bizarre territory where we can't, where somehow the names of weapons are to be tiptoed around. Why? Uh, who Who's being protected here? Or I guess they would say like, well, we have to have the facts first. Well, Explosion and bomb Why? are near synonyms, near synonyms, especially out of a trash can. That seems a pretty commonplace place for a bomb to be placed and exploded. Right. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, in their tip, uh, th this was the other thing I wanted to share with you because we've talked about Sam Harris before you and I, I can't remember if we've done it on air that much or maybe just privately. But um, Sam Harris, a guy I have a lot of admiration for, and I think you probably eh. do too. You just don't like his political conclusion that he supports Hillary. No, I, I don't Hillary. have any lasting admiration for anybody that's still going to vote for Hillary Clinton, even though they have, like, I have less sympathy for him because he has a brilliant mind than I do some retard on food stamps that needs hmm. the government assistance. He, like, is a thoughtful individual. The fact that he's still going <laughs> to vote for Hillary, no, fuck that guy. So you almost, so you punish him more because yeah. he has the intellectual capacity to... And, yeah. you know, he's it's all there, you know, but not that. Well, I was uh, just before getting on the show. There's my guy, Sam Harris tweeting. I put it in the show notes uh, for you as well. Oh, really? But, um, you know, here's Sam Harris because Hillary Clinton released a statement. I strongly condemn the apparent terrorist attacks in Minnesota, New Jersey, New York. Sam Harris, apparent Hillary, please get your shit together. Oh. So. Okay. So he's calling out Hillary on Twitter. Maybe. Yeah. Why are you going to vote for her, Sam Harris? Maybe Why? some Sam Harris redemption. I mean, what would he have to do without going too deep into this? Let's just say he decided I'm not voting for Hillary. Would that be enough for you? Or does he have to go full Trump? Yeah. No, no. He can just say he's not voting. I don't care. Abstaining is a is fine. I, I don't care. That That's a fine thing to do. You want to abstain? Okay. Cool. That's a choice in and of itself. But actively voting for Hillary, that just, I can't respect that person. Can't. Well, it may be cracking. That's right, Sam. You may be able to earn Blonde's uh, <laughs> respect. So you hear you know, that? If you're, if you're really after it, come on the show anytime. Come <laughs> have you. Uh, because Lord, no, I mean, he's probably as close to like actual disagreement um, that we could get. We, I always complain about how difficult it is to get people who firmly disagree with you and I to come on the show. By the way, right. I never gave the update. I'll do that really quick. Uh, a few videos back, I made that uh, video about that Huffington Post article and and writer who said police are not people and blue lives matter is a nonsensical thing because police are not people and i invited her on the show and she said i only do paid speaking engagements for racists and i said fine tell us your rate we'll crowdfund it we'll pay you to come on the show block 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 blocked everyone who tweeted her i emailed oh, yeah. her as far as i know i'm email blocked can't do it it's really hard to get that kind of disagreement on the show and i never insulted her i took I had a lot of disagreement with her argument, but I never insulted her. She called me racist, blocked me, all this stuff. You can't get a hold of her. Anyway. Oh, that was so smug, too. I only do paid speaking engagements. We'll pay you. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> You're racist, and I have a PhD. Yeah, you have a I'm PhD. I'm a journalist. A PhD yeah. in, like, I don't know, oppression. Or, you know, like these nonsensical, non-scientific <laughs> I know. If you didn't major in engineering, classes. I don't give a shit what you majored in. I don't care. If you're not a doctor or an engineer. Well, it used to be the point, like... I college anymore. I mean, so I, I uh, 
I, as an undergraduate, I was in political science. My my major was political science, and at the time, people would look down on even that as because it is it's not it's not a hard natural science. You still try to apply the scientific method and statistics right. and all of these things to explain social behavior in that context, political behavior. But it's not a social science, so it was kind of you know there are some people, or it's not a, a hard natural science. So you get some kind um, some people who kind of look down on it for that reason. This kind of stuff, women's studies, gender studies, like social justice, race relations, these these don't have a whiff of the scientific right. method to them. It's strictly feelings and opinion. So a PhD in that, and maybe I'm wrong, you know, if any of you if there's any PhDs in this field who want to want to um dispute that, again, love to have you on the show. <laughs> Almost impossible. Getting getting derailed here though. Let's get to Minnesota. This so, one I know a little bit less about. Okay, so, so I've, I spent some time just gathering the relevant facts here. Uh, so there was a, this guy enters this mall in St. Cloud, Minnesota. It's about an hour out of the Twin Cities. And he is wearing a private security uniform. So he looks like he's some kind of security officer, maybe even something close to a police officer. He stabbed, I've seen two reports. One's, some say eight, some say nine. But he stabbed, you know, a handful of people uh, in the mall. And as of now, there are no, there's no deaths um, and three people are still in the hospital. So only three are still hospitalized out of the eight or nine. So all, all, uh, all things considered, he actually didn't do that much damage, but <laughs> he went in and stabbed these people. An ISIS linked news agency called him a soldier of the Islamic state uh, and claimed responsibility or inspiration for him. Uh, he was, well, actually we'll get to what happened to him in the end in a second here. The, so the, and then the attacker uh, apparently made reference to a law when stabbing people. And he asked at least one of the victims if he or she was Muslim before attacking. Now, oh, man. what's interesting is <laughs> mall security is unarmed in this mall. Oh. The reason he was stopped was not at first. I thought I saw some reports that say police shot him dead. And I thought, okay, C partially accurate, not entirely accurate. Off duty police officer armed shot him dead. And it wasn't mall security. It wasn't St. Cloud police. It was an off-duty nope. police officer from a neighboring community. Uh, Just which, hanging out at the mall. You know, I want to say full disclosure that, you know, you don't want to politicize tragedy, but that's kind of the world that we live in. And I'm not, I don't want to make like a, some kind of political advocacy out of this, but I am curious to see what's going to happen from the kind of uh, people who reacted to the Omar Omar Mateen situation saying, oh, we need gun control. Don't worry about Islam. It has nothing to do with any of this. Worry about the guns. Well, <laughs> funny. Here's a yeah. case where a guy killed, or could have killed, didn't kill anyone, could have killed several with a knife, not a gun. And the guy who stops him is, if people like to make fun of it and say, you know, good guy with a gun. Well, that's ridiculous. It was a good guy with a gun who stopped this. How and are they going to spin this one? And if you if you learn about this guy, uh, I was doing a little bit of research. Let me pull up what we have on him. Uh, let me find it here. So his name was Jason Falconer. Just five quick facts about him. Uh, he's a concealed carry advocate and a firearms trainer. Uh, he is a former police chief, and he's only a part-time officer with his current uh, with the current police force he works for in a, a community neighboring St. Cloud. Um, ISIS claimed responsibility for the attack. That much we know. Uh, he's a hero who saved lives. How's that? I, maybe this news source isn't as good as I thought. That seems kind of silly. But I guess it's true. <laughs> uh, and then there's also ma uh, mall surveillance uh, video, which I believe is yet to come out. Um, at least I haven't seen it yet, but the bottom line is this is a guy who is an advocate for concealed carry, who is obviously an advocate for the individual's right to bear arms. And now at this point is a guy who has demonstrated that the right to self-defense and defense of others that the second amendment protects is, can be quite crucial, um, right. or is quite crucial, but especially in a situation like this. And again, I don't, I'm not going to say like, well, I'm not going to advocate certain policy based on this, but I will be interested to see for those people who think that if you just stop Omar Mateen from getting a gun, that all this stuff goes away. Well, what do you have to say about this dude? I mean, are you really going to say 
that gun control would do anything to stop this guy from knife wielding in the mall. And also, right. I mean, to to the extent that you regulate them, who I mean, different people have different ideas. But if this if this good guy cop doesn't have a gun, who else gets stabbed? How much longer does it take? I mean, for someone like that, is five more minutes in the mall? I mean, that that's enough time to slit someone's throat if yeah, you're this guy, definitely. or five people's throats, or ten. So, I think the mainstream media is just going to gloss over it because they can't they can't deal with it. There's no way to there's no way to spin it. They're just going to have to use avoidance behavior. Because really, what can they say about this? I mean, this is exactly what Second Amendment right advocates um, are talking about. This exact situation, you yeah. know. Well, and back in, you know, in my, I used to kind of understand, but actually it was back when I had, I had less information on the issue. And my, my opinion on guns has kind of changed over time and evolved. I was never like a ban all the guns person, but I used to buy into the like common sense regulation. We can all get on board with right. that, even though that's never explained specifically because you hear things like <laughs> yeah. common sense. Of course I support it. It's common right, sense. Right. Yeah. But <laughs> I just, we have to understand that stabbings like this are also very real. And statistically, mass stabbings are are a very real danger. And it doesn't matter whether it's a truck, doesn't matter whether it's a knife, it doesn't matter wh- matter whether it's a uh, a pressure cooker in a in a garbage bin. There is a global ideology that wants to kill and destroy. Yep. And we need to be very honest about that. And let's talk about the demographic makeup of Minnesota which is just filled with Somalian refugees and uh, other Muslim refugees. Like that has nothing to do with it. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that'll be interesting to see. Let's say that it comes out that, um, you know, somehow this guy was, is related to, is a refugee of some kind or has some sort of relationship to, um, you know, refugee policy. Again, that's all stuff that has, as far as I know, there's not much known about the attacker himself, but, uh, (laughs) This oh, is just I'll tell a, you all any of us need to know, which is that I guarantee he was Muslim. Well, that much seems clear. And yeah. although I don't really think that ISIS is actually responsible for any of these attacks. They're so inefficient that I, I at this point, I'm like, why is ISIS even bothering taking credit for these attacks? I mean, three terrorist attacks, nobody killed. These people are worthless terrorists. Yeah, They're the most I, ineffective I you, terrorists. I saw you tweeting about that. Like, that's well, the it, one. It's, come on. It's not like I want people to be killed. But well, like, of you course, know. of course. But, but, you know, if you're going to if you're going to wage a war on the West and you're going to say that you're going to kill people at every corner, you know, like, like do it, you know, do it. Well, is there. Yeah. I mean, I think to your point, is there a degree of optimism to be had in knowing that we are dealing with kind of buffoonish so. people? They, they're honest. buffoons. Yeah, they're totally ineffective. Um, they don't know what they're doing. This look at how unsophisticated this seems compared to it to a 9-11, which was like a really mm-hmm. coordinated attack. Like these yeah. tiny little lone wolf attacks are. You know, as long as we're all armed, I think that we're going to be able to to defend ourselves very well against these. Yeah, it's uh, this stuff is it's so tricky. I talk about this with my friends all the time because the problem of, um, you know, political Islam and Islamic motivated violence like this just really puts important values in competition. You know, I mean, you like I hear um, like Gert Wilders speak and talk about like he wants to ban the Quran and like demuslimize to the Netherlands and just get rid of it and get rid of the idea and the books and all that. You're getting into the territory of book banning and religion banning. And that makes me uncomfortable too. It's kind of, this whole thing is just a, a, it's such a puzzle because the thing that makes our country great are our values that are committed to books and religion and doing whatever you want and having whatever ideas are you you want what happens when you encounter an idea that is opposed to that that says no only one book think only one way or die i mean do we tolerate but but i mean yeah but what if the religion in and of itself advocates those things then we're dealing with a different beast here yeah we're not dealing with like we're not like oh let's repress all these things that are that are mind opening like we're dealing with a culture that's regressive that wants to stop progress um in every way including human rights so we have to treat that differently. I mean, we, we do. Uh, I am I, absolutely on board that this is a, an ideology that is very much different from like your neighbor who just wants to be a weirdo inside of his own house. Right. I support my neighbor being a weirdo inside of his own house <laughs> to whatever, al- well, almost whatever extent he wants. But I that ends when he says, you know, you need to be a weirdo with me or I will stab you. I'll stab <laughs> right. you in your house. I'll stab you at the mall. Right. 
Yeah, that that's where that line gets drawn. I, and I don't know. I don't. I I still struggle with trying to figure out what the answer is. Do you go full Gert and say no more, no more Islam yeah. at all? Get out. I mean, they're dealing I mean, with a much worse problem than we are too. We have yeah. to keep in mind. Hmm. I don't know what percentage um, Muslim most of those countries are. I'd imagine it's under ten percent in around hovering around ten percent in most of those countries. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <sighs> I, I don't have a good solution. I just want people to be honest. So hopefully this is another opportunity for politicians to be honest. And, you know, people want to be redeemed and say, like, look, I thought Orlando was about guns. Clearly, we're dealing with something worse than guns here. Let's be real about it. Yeah, let's be real about it. Please, somebody, politicians, please. You know, Hillary's not going to do that, but maybe some other ones will. Okay, so those are kind of all my thoughts on on the terrorist attacks uh if it's not again if that's okay to call them that you know, <laughs> yeah really i'm so glad uh, nobody was killed thank god yes. yeah absolutely i'm uh, amazed by that actually I'm, I'm totally amazed yeah i wonder like i'll be interested to see what kind of knife he had how is it possible to like be stabbing yeah, people and have nobody he, die it's like he didn't do the job he did a half-assed job on eight people and he should have done a good job on four people <laughs> What's his problem? <laughs> Bad methodology here. Yeah. I doubt uh, he, he was going around like slitting people's throats. Well, this is kind of to your point. Maybe he's not ISIS because, look, ISIS has head chopping on lock. They excel yeah, at that. So they, if they he's ISIS trained, yeah, I would think he'd be pretty good in that particular art form. I've been <laughs> dying to share this clip with you, even though you've already seen it and it's kind of already spoiled because the the broad theme of this show maybe you haven't listened from the first episode maybe you've kind of come in from some of the guests we've had or maybe you've found the show kind of halfway through its development one of the themes of this show because both of us are quote unquote recovering liberals or or uh, politically yeah. homeless as i would say and that's why people describe it but <laughs> I like that. The, th the theme is you know you uncockening me you awakening me to like some of the merits of being you know proud of your own culture and proud of whatever just not being the type of person that uh, not being a hillary supporter let's put it that way and being honest about problems uh i had a great instance uh in pursuit of the uncockening this week and i, I was i was going to share it with you in the hope that you'd be proud even though it's already kind of been spoiled but there was an accusation of violence at a Trump rally in, I think, Asheville, North Carolina this week. And uh, I first heard of it. My girlfriend linked it to me in a message. And so I watched this news report. I'm going to play the first news report um, alleging violence on behalf from a, from a Trump supporter to a Trump protester. Uh, and then it just it gets, it gets really interesting from there. Let's cue that up. Today, during Donald Trump's visit to Asheville, supporters and protesters clashed outside of the U.S. Cellular Center. A 69-year-old woman says she was punched in the face after the rally ended. News 13's Aaron Adelson says the police department has now issued a warrant for that suspect. Oh, I don't want to sound conceited, but I aged well. 69-year-old Shirley Teeter is a fighter. She's fought back from a major surgery and fought for causes. My whole life. She protested for civil rights against the Vietnam War and now adds Donald Trump to her list. Why did I get involved yesterday at my age? Uh, because I ran into another situation that was sickening my heart. Whenever groups of them would start chanting Trump, 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 I would chant back, dump, 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 dump. After so the rally, original. Peter experienced something she never saw in all of her protests. Never. They've always been peaceful. The peace teetered over to violence. I said, you better learn to speak Russian. And I said, the first two words are going to be ha-ha. And he stopped in his tracks and he turned around and just... Oh, Police have a warrant out for Richard God. Campbell from South Carolina for assault on a female. So that's what happened. Teeter says she fell in her oxygen tank, has sore Aww. ribs, a sore jaw, and cut her elbow. She told police to act. You better arrest that son of a <laughs> I think that's what I said. Police say they didn't make an arrest last night because officers did not witness the punch. Okay, and so uh, this is how I found it. My girlfriend uh, messages me this. 
and is complaining because she saw it on a liberal page and apparently like people were saying well both sides do this and are saying you're you're taking away from her experience of assault so that's what all these facebook commenters are complaining about my response i 100 percent guarantee it's <laughs> fake 100 percent and this story came out tuesday and i was messaging with her wednesday night and so i believe it was thursday or later in the week this story comes out on the same news station they tells the other side of a story we first brought you Tuesday. News 13's Evan Donovan joins us to sort this out. Evan, what do people on Campbell's side say about what happened? Yeah, well, Darcel, they say Teeter grabbed him first from behind and that any contact she got from him was a reaction to that and not a punch. A new video shot by a bystander shows some of what happened just before the incident. I think her story will fall apart like wet toilet paper because that's about what it's worth. This video shot by Bill Feaser at Monday night's rally makes Richard Campbell's attorney confident he's innocent. Watch as the man his attorney says has cataracts and poor vision, led by his wife's hand. Okay, so this guy in the frame here, and the, the woman in the kind of peach shirt there is his wife. The guy behind with his hand being held is the alleged attacker. He is like old... He yeah, looks feeble ancient. as hell. He yeah. can't see. And as the reporter describes, he almost trips over the curb because he can't see. This is the level of feebleness that we're dealing with here, for one. Nearly trips over the curb, leaving the cellular center. As they pass out of frame, you can hear something happen that catches people's attention. Oh, hey, Feaser follows the action. You can see Shirley Teeter walking after Campbell. Her hand goes up. Oh, yeah. Who's that? Who's that following him? It's the old lady with the oxygen backpack, which, by the way, at this point, I think the oxygen is fake, too. I mean, I don't know if you I don't know if you heard at the start. She says, like, oh, well, I've ate. People tell me I've aged really well. Well, you're only 69 and you look yeah. like you're about 90. And 90. You're with, I mean, it's not unheard of to have an oxygen tank at 69, but it's also not the pinnacle of health either. Anyway, and it's fake. It's fake. Let's see what's in the oxygen tank. I want to see. I demand. He appears to reach out to him. Then mayhem as Campbell whirls around and Teeter lands on the ground. So if you didn't see there, she clearly reaches onto his shoulder. You can play it one more time. She clearly reaches Campbell, and grabs his shoulder from behind. Up. She appears to reach out to him. Then mayhem oh, yeah. as Campbell whirls around and Teeter lands on the ground. Ms. Teeter approached him from behind and grabbed him on the shoulder. He reflexively moved his hand back. He never saw her, and she fell to the ground. Peter Leonard says he witnessed the whole- And this is, this is what I love. This is an eyewitness to it. So as the attorney described, she grabbed him from behind on the shoulder, which we can see. He turns around, he's a you know, pathetic old man who's like, <laughs> no, whoa, what's going, what's going on? <laughs> Just bumps her over, clearly. And oh, then they have an eyewitness. Right. Now, this is what's interesting about this eyewitness. This guy, okay, again, full disclosure, I'm going to commit the cardinal sin of kind of judging a person on appearance and demeanor. Could be wrong. <laughs> this guy does not strike me as like a, a rabid Trump supporter. This guy looks like someone who would hate Trump to me, although he says he's independent. But just keep in mind who your source is here. Incident, And when he saw our report where Teeter claimed she was punched. I was like, no. I mean, I was just like, come on. It was, that's what kind of boiled my blood a little bit was, you know, you can be on whatever side you want to be, but you should at least tell the truth, you know? So that to me, it just, it was a lie from what I saw. I showed the video to Ms. Teeter to get her. This is the part I love. He shows her the video of her like grabbing the guy on the shoulder and she still denies. So I have no idea what you're talking her about. reaction to claims that she was lying. Well, I know myself and my own heart that I did not pick up pick out anybody to follow for any reason. I don't know what that picture is indicating, if I was just looking for a place to stand. And oh. he just happened to be passing me when I found that place. I don't know. Oh, liar. I, I did not follow him. I had no reason to follow him. I, I uh. Look, I know what's in my heart, and... I don't know if he just happened to be passing me or if he, quote, cold cocked me in the face. In the face. Arrest oh that God. son of a bitch. What are you talking oh about? That old bag. 
And she's been an activist since the 60s. Is that what they said? She's probably the some like drain on, on you know. I was going to, before, before seeing the follow-up report, I was going to rip on this news station for giving her story credibility without any kind of vetting. They did air the second one. I still think it gives her too much credit uh, because, oh, I know what's in my heart. Yeah, I know what's in the video. I don't oh care what's God. in your heart. What are you talking she about? She has her oxygen tank and her cats and nobody's going to fight back because she's a little old lady. You, you know, what, tip, you know what was the number one oh. fact? <laughs> What? Come on. That lady needs to die. She's an old <laughs> lying bitch. <laughs> Somebody rip out that oxygen tank right oh, now. Real. I doubt uh, she even needs it. She's not that old. She's someone's grandma. And so that person might be cool. Well, uh, I hope her grandkids are also not pieces of shit. The thing that tipped me off and made me think on the spot, a hundred. well, besides the fact that she claims to have been punched in the face and, and has no bruise, as my girlfriend pointed out <laughs> correctly, at the end of the news story, there's an article that goes with the, the video. And at the end of the news story, it says, the only thing I said to him after was I, or I looked around at everyone in the crowd and I said, do you guys think that was deplorable? Like it was this <laughs> stupid political one-liner that just is obviously oh, just planned and staged God. and stupid. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you, one would be skeptical of even without footage of any claim that that man in that condition committed a violent act against I know. anybody. And like that old man needs this shit. He can't walk. He's old. He's blind. He has to be led around by his wife. And now somebody's saying that he cold cocked her in the face. And I would like, be, that, I this would, guy does not need this. I would love to know. And maybe the facts will come out because he, he, the old man does plan to turn himself in. His attorney <gasps> is going to work with him. He is turning himself in presumably under the, expectation that there's nothing here and he'll be cleared i would assume God. but i i, I don't doubt the book thrown at him. She, she's following him with intent in that video oh, yeah clearly. she reaches out and so, touches him like what so, so some there had to be some words or some encounter exchanged uh, some words exchanged between them i wish i could hear what those were i bet it was something like he i'm sure he did say something to her i bet they did have an argument of some where kind, am but, i going what's going on <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure it was a ferocious argument between yeah. these two like ancient ancient people. <sighs> so uh, this pisses I, me off so much. God. I just I I, I am I proud this. of you, Skag. You were right. I'm very yeah. proud of you. That well, story is, reeked of bullshit, and you saw that. And you this were like, is the no. thing, though. You have to assume these claims of violence are fake. I mean, doesn't one that of, suck for anybody that actually any old ladies actually getting cold cocked in the face by Trump supporters, which is nobody, no one. Right. No one ever. No, yeah. I mean, have you, um, I think we talked about Stranger Things. You haven't seen it yet, but one of the themes of Stranger Things is like there's a parallel universe and all this stuff. Apparently in, in this leftist worldview, there's a parallel universe where old women are just punched in the face at random <laughs> and, and trash cans explode spontaneously and all this oh, stuff. God. They live in another world. I don't understand. And one of the, the things that's so frustrating with the political left now and really what woke me up with the way the opposition to Trump is the violence that they had in their opposition. So they are both yeah. the violent side disproportionately and also the side that fakes violence, violence against them. I know, I know. They are the perpetrators and the fakers. They are oh, both. And that's terrible. This is ridiculous. They don't see it like that, though. That's the real problem. <sighs> How's that for being deplorable? Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, and and you know to transition to the next topic here we always hear about the right wing being conspiracy theorists and all this stuff but there is i know what's more of a conspiracy than this well and <laughs> what's more of a conspiracy than pepe, pepe. oh god pepe no. the cartoon frog is the big conspiracy this week i just made a video about it um and so you, you can get the kind of the full factual history of Hillary's obsession with Pepe or not obsession, but her takedown of Pepe. If you want that, there's, there's more to the story that developed this week, more to the Pepe conspiracy. If you haven't seen really quick, uh, factual rundown, I assume blonde, you have seen, um, Hillary's, uh, campaign page about Pepe, right? Yes. Okay. So Donald Trump, Pepe, the frog and white supremacist and explainer. <laughs> Did you guys know that Donald Trump jr. Shared a picture on, Instagram with a Pepe in it, and Pepe is a white supremacist 
picture? Wait, white supremacy? That's right. Here's the short answer. A guy on Twitter said that we built the association between Pepe and Pepe and Nazi propaganda. One prominent white supremacist told the Daily Beast. By the way, that white supremacist, not a white supremacist, not prominent. He's a troll on Twitter. He's actually a Jew and he's a, he's a parody <laughs> right winger account. You can look it up. It's at Jared T. Swift on Twitter. This is the most absurd piece of political propaganda and conspiracy theorizing I've ever seen. The idea that a candidate who's in the lead in the polls or formerly was would resort to perpetuating conspiracy theories on this level <laughs> amazes me. Unbelievably <laughs> poor political strategy. Anyone who's oh, ever been on the internet is going to be like, what the what actual the hell? Yeah. It makes her seem insane, like in legitimately insane, paranoid at the highest level. But there's more to it. And there's, I think this is telling because uh, mainstream media outlets are perpetuating this. They're taking, they're not looking at this and being like, are you serious? She's worried about a cartoon frog. No, CNN perpetuating it. George Stephanopoulos yeah. grilling Donald Trump Jr. Being like, you shared a well-known white supremacist frog. Explain. Let me roll these what? clips. The, the, the thing to take away from this is journalists are not looking at this Clinton propaganda and thinking like, Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's 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 get the facts sorted out here. They're yeah. looking at this being like Hillary, it's from Hillary, it's fact. Run it. So, and that's exactly what they did. Let's cue that up. Oh God. Let's see if you can get through this without barfing. Example, he put this image on his Instagram account. It's a meme of Pepe. And for those of you who don't know, Pepe is a white nationalist symbol. David Duke, the former KKK leader, also tweeted a similar meme, but photoshopped his face into the image. David but, Duke but you get tweeted the a Pepe. drift here. Because you had an Instagram post last week, and we want to put it up here right now that included Pepe the Frog, which is now a well known symbol of the white supremacist movement, others in there who have been taken off Twitter because of their racist statements, others who have questioned whether the government was behind 9-11. That's why the questions come up. George, if, if I'm glib, perhaps that's the case. Yeah. I've never heard of Pepe the Frog. I mean, I bet 90% of your viewers haven't heard of Pepe the Frog. I thought it was a frog in a wig. I thought it was funny. I had yeah, no idea that there's I mean, any connotation there. What? <laughs> I just thought Pepe the Frog was a funny was frog in a, a wig. just a fucking frog. Correct. <laughs> You get it. You get it, Donald Trump Jr. He's a funny, expressive frog in a wig. Uh, it's the nature is, of memes. This is unreal. And I, the, the other thing, too, in that CNN piece, I love that. Like, David Duke also tweeted a Pepe. Literally, like, millions and millions of people have tweeted Pepes. Oh, yeah. from Like, from heroes of society to scumbags. Everyone tweets Pepes. Everyone likes Pepe. We've talked about it before. We're talking about the alt-right speech that that Hillary increased the value of rare Pepe's by like tenfold by, you know, <laughs> the deplorables and hating Pepe's. Now everyone wants yeah. to be a deplorable. Everyone wants a Pepe. They keep they keep doubling down on this. And it's insane. They do. They do. And they have and, a real problem doubling down just across the board in this campaign. They do it over and over again. And I cannot I just can't believe that there are quote unquote professional journalists who hear this nonsense that a cartoon frog is some code for white supremacism, white nationalism, racism, and just run it. And they go, it's now well known. No, it's well, not. Well, no, no, it's Hillary not. Hillary said that. I'm part That's of it. this circle. And still I was like, Pepe the frog, what the fuck? The average person is probably like, I've never heard about that before in my entire life. And now, I mean, Pepe is, is more powerful now than ever. I mean, <laughs> how ironic not ironic, but just so strange that like a cartoon frog could be a real force. I, I know. Mean, imagine the Pepe's if Trump wins. Imagine the Pepe's. <laughs> They're going to be so amazing. You think you've seen good Pepe's now? Ooh, <laughs> the the post-election day Trump victory Pepe's will be incredible. And actually, I don't know, maybe if Hillary wins too. I mean, uh, the Pepe's will be good regardless, but that's just the way What Pepe's about the are. long-standing American tradition of cartoon toads though? The Simpsons did that a bunch. I'm not not licking toads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, did you know that they're strongly linked to drug use and degeneracy? That's a well-known <laughs> symbol. Of, like, ooh. What? <laughs> but in God's name, I, I, honestly, I'm not... I'm not joking when I've, I've said it several times. Hillary has never been on the internet. I swear to God, these journalists never been on the internet, not a day in their lives. I don't get it. You can't. How do you go on Twitter or Facebook or anything without seeing a Pepe? Yeah. How? 
How? Uh, Why did she think this was going to be a good a good move? Like I so, sometimes, especially as of late, she's been doing these things that I just don't understand. Why? Like the basket of deplorables is a good thing because I felt like that really energized the Trump base and alienated a community of a, of a voting block that she should be trying to obtain. So I found that like really, really confusing. And she seems to be doing these things over and over again. Yeah. And, and people I've seen media figures falsely report that she walked that back too. no, she didn't. Yeah. Her statement she says, didn't. she says, oh, well, I generalized. Yeah. Your quote was to be grossly Twice, generalistic, to be grossly generalistic. Yeah. And she did that with that. Um, who else was it? Uh, some Israeli news source. But she said this basket of deplorables thing twice and it's in exactly just, the same way. It's so insanely hypocritical to be like uh, for so, if someone says like, hey, look, to be grossly generalistic. Right. Right. There is a problem with Islamic motivated acts of terror. <laughs> They won't allow racist, that. Racist, Islamophobe, xenophobe, yeah. you're awful. To be grossly generalistic, Trump supporters are terrible people. Yeah. Well, I said I was being grossly generalistic, didn't I? Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways, but she wants it both ways. Nobody will press her on it because they accept oh. this kind of stuff as fact. It's what, unbelievable. What could, this would be an interesting experiment. If I could look, uh, WikiLeaks or whoever, whoever could hack into like Hillary's website, somebody please post the most insane, publish the most insane piece of propaganda that you possibly could on Hillary's website and see if George Stephanopoulos, see if CNN, see if any of these people will accept it without asking questions. And by the way, they it's will. not just Hillary. If they did this with, with Trump's, I mean, Lord knows they vet Trump's claims for factual accuracy correctly so i want all candidates uh campaign materials to be vetted for truth they're clearly not doing that with hillary to take that absurdity and run it as truth they don't they don't vet it at all they just accept right. it well they did that with her health stuff too did this overheating the pneumonia this was just so poorly handled and <laughs> did you see uh hillary went on jimmy fallon and he like greeted her with a, a medical mask like a surgical no. mask like joking <laughs> that she's sick and then they shook hands and he's like oh excuse me he put on a bunch of hand sanitizer <laughs> and of course everyone's raging and they're the same people raging because trump went on fallon and trump or uh, fallon didn't grill him uh, and it just kind of messed up his hair and had a good time on a late yeah. night talk show like you'd expect. Late night talk shows. It's just shows, Jimmy Fallon. He just wants just, to be cute. Yeah, yeah, they're good time joke hours. They're not like serious political discussions. And there's all these tweets going around Twitter. People saying like, I'll never watch Fallon again for normalizing bigotry. Dun, dun, dun. Like to talk <laughs> to Trump. Oh, to talk to a, one of the two major party candidates is normalizing bigotry. My <sighs> God. Well, I've said it before, but the average American's getting really sick of being called racist. Oh. Um, so I think that that's going to energize the base and people are going to turn out for Trump. The average American is not a racist individual. I'm sick of this narrative. The average meme is not a racist meme either. <laughs> but why would she do that? Why? I, I don't uh, seriously as a strategy. Uh, I don't understand it at all because a month ago, as, I mean, you, you've had this prediction Trump's going to win big. I have historically been of the prediction that I, I do think Trump can and honestly will squeak by. I do think it's going to happen. But about a month ago, I was rethinking that because he was, he was behind in national polls seven, eight, nine, even 10 points sometimes. And it wasn't looking very good. And like, look, if you're Hillary, just, just at that point, you just show up on time and you try to yeah. coast. And instead, I mean, this, you would expect in that situation, Trump to be the one to make wild moves and wild claims. And instead he's had Kelly really Conway come down. on and yeah. really shape things up. His strategy has been brilliant because initially he really needed that, that gusto, that Trump charisma, that, that shock value, it propelled him into the nomination. But now he has to scale it back to be appealing to the average American. And he's been doing an excellent job. This visiting the president of Mexico thing was the most presidential shit I've ever seen in my life. Um, just stuff like that. The American, the American people, they're really taking note. They're seeing who's presidential of these two people, this hacking old bag or this, you know, old rich dude that everybody seems to love and keeps doing things right. Just how, how about this conspiracy theory? What if the oxygen tank lady is Hillary's body double? How about that? <laughs> that body double thing was so ridiculous. Like sometimes I just want to be like, if you're in on the alt right, just you know, choose your battles. And sometimes you got to shut your freaking mouth because it really discredits us 
when like stories like that, like this dot body double thing is so bad. I was like, I, oh. I would agree. I would agree. But I, I can't, I'm serious. I can't dismiss like any Hillary conspiracy theory anymore. That's I can't, true too. I can't. Yeah. They all yeah. get substantiated. For all I know, like I said, the alien stack, the, the alien yeah, stack of yeah. Hillary people. I mean, that, that's and just I do as credible that they've as had the health people thing. killed. So I, I shouldn't really be like, well, they've definitely had people killed in my mind, but it's just insane to think that they would hire somebody to look like her. It's like, yeah. which of those things is more ridiculous, Rebecca? Um, hmm. You know, I, and I do think uh, without having any kind of inside information in the campaign, I, I think it's Kellyanne Conway who's really cleaned this up. And she appeared on Real Time on Friday night, Bill Maher shows back, which I, at this point just enrages me to watch because it's the like, why are Trump supporters racist hour at this point? But <laughs> to his credit, he does have, he had two conservatives on the panel this week and Kellyanne Conway and Kellyanne Conway came in as a solo guest and did pretty well. I mean, I think Bill had some decent points against her, but she held her own in a very hostile environment and did it professionally with a lot of good points. And I went on Facebook afterwards and I was just seeing what people were saying in Bill Maher's posts. And of course, full of liberals being like, how? Dare you support, not support, but host this candidate or host, host this, uh, the, the, the campaign manager for this candidate as though it, it's like a criminal act for him to even have someone Trump associated <laughs> on the show. This is yeah. the bubble that they live in. Yeah. And what's ironic is that show always says, well, the Republicans live in a bubble, this, this bubble that's impenetrable <laughs> to facts. Well, look, if you're saying like, I want to have a political talk show, but officials from one campaign one major campaign are banned and not allowed it. who's living in a bubble then how dare you how dare you have her on here to make good points that make me uncomfortable to refute like jesus christ uh, well to to uh continue in that worldview do you want to get through this the trump hat debacle to, to round out the show we can get through that quick if you want yeah but you're more well-versed in that than i am so yeah, the, I, actually away. i don't know that much about it but it's been circulating Social media this week. I know it was at SRU in Calgary. Is that like Saint? What is that? Um, like Saint Royal? Uh, quick Google. It's SMU. I don't remember. It's a college in whatever. I forget which college it is, but it's in Calgary. Uh, eh, not relevant. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's a college in Calgary, and there's a kid wearing a Mount hat. Royal. They're saying Mount MRU. Royal, MRU. That's it, Mount Royal. Uh, kid thank in Calgary. You, yeah. Okay. Oh, from the chat. Well, thank you. Yep. Thanks, chat, for helping us as always. Uh, okay. So, at Mount Royal University. A guy wearing a Trump hat. Uh, student approaches. You got to take that hat off. Why? It's uh, it's hate speech or hate language, as she calls it. But I've cut it down a little bit. Let's see what that's all about. Well, it's a public place. Public place. Make America great again. Yeah. She's completely freaking out. We're allowed to film whatever. You know? Support a political candidate. You're not allowed to share hate language in this, the university. I'm saying make what America is hate great. Language about that? What is hate language about? You don't care. I want to hear. Make America great again means make America all for white people, no immigrants, no people with no, different sexual orientation. His wife is an immigrant. His wife is an immigrant. That doesn't mean anything. How is it? You just anything. said no immigrants. It doesn't mean anything. I could have a brother who's gay and I could not be supportive of gay people. He's married to an immigrant doesn't mean that his policies and what he stands for is promoting people of different colors being this is the best part illegal here. immigrant. The what just happened? Of, I missed that last you, part. So the audio is not that great. The quality is not that great. And by the way, like I've said over and over again, if you are ever, ever filming something of public significance, do us a favor. Take that phone. Give it the old sideways flip because yep. every screen in the history of the world has this orientation, not this orientation. Please, God, please help us make the show better. Flip your phone sideways, but it doesn't sound that great either. Okay. They're having a debate. She says, Did I see a fat woman on a table at the end there? Uh, I don't know. I I'll return to the video in a second here. We can check it out. But she's saying make America great again is hate language. Quote, why? Well, because it's anti-immigrant. And they say, well, his wife's an immigrant. It's not anti-immigrant. <laughs> and then she's like, well, just because his wife's an immigrant doesn't mean he, he's pro-immigrant. And, and then they say, well, no, he's he wants to crack down on illegal immigration, not immigrate, not people who go through the legal process, illegal immigration. And then it's like, 
there's like a, a level of stun on her face for like ten, it's kind of like the hillary effect that like blown away uh. we <laughs> illegal immigration like this is a, a brand new term and a concept i mean again uh the the inability of some of these people to differentiate between legal and illegal immigrants it's remarkable um, i saw blair tweet the second time i've referenced blair tweets on the show but that's because blair's a great a great follower a great, uh, a great tweeter uh, Blair White always back and forth with haters and just interesting topics. But she said on Twitter about this, uh, it's amazing how these people are able to differentiate between 97 different genders, but can't differentiate between illegal and legal immigration. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was about right. But just I'll, I'll show right you the there. stun again. Look at the level of stun on her face. Uh? When, when he says illegal. that. Illegal. 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 Is it's illegal immigrant. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a solid eight he seconds. Hat, awesome. He doesn't right. hate anyone. Yeah, no, illegal no. immigrant. Illegal. You've got to take the hat off, or I'm going to raise the prison in the university, and he's going to come and talk to you because I already talked to him about it. Okay, so if it's hard to hear, you have to take the hat off, or I'm going to have the president of the university come talk to you. I'm going to have the. Oh, yeah. God. Which on campus you can do with me or you can do with David Doherty. I waited to talk to you in person and I've already talked to you about this. You can laugh, but it's still going to happen. And I can't wait for him to come. He's to wearing a hat that he wants campus. to wear. What is wrong with the hat? I'm not what allowed to wear a shirt. I'm not allowed to wear a shirt. Yeah, no. Yo, let's go. This is ridiculous. It's yeah. a hat. He's wearing a hat. It's Trump doesn't hate it's immigrants. So it's it's so how is it so much more? You don't know anything about Trump. You don't know anything. You don't know one little thing. Okay. Please. Keep wearing the hammock. Oh. Did you so... see that skinny little pencil neck white knight? Was he like that girl's little posse trying to get these people out of there? For it's... every one of these feminist bitches that's pretty hot, there's five dudes trailing her, just doing whatever she wants. Chasing after the carrot that will never um that, that She's will never, never be tasted, gonna have sex frankly. with you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> She's uh, gonna go have sex with one of these Trump guys, like right now. This is just the quote to, uh, it's so much more. It is so much more than a hat. So much more. Oh, okay. So smug. That's what I hate the most about this. It's the smug factor. We were, we were talking about this before going live. And the reason this got bumped to like the last and possibly cut from the show is because like <laughs> we're at the point where the, to me, this is like, yeah. Normal. Yeah. I mean, a year ago. This is ago, what I'd... I would expect wearing a hat in Seattle. This is what I would expect wearing a hat on any university campus. Yeah. For sure. A year ago, I would have been like, what the hell? The fuck, I, yeah. You, you're trying to enforce hat regulations on people? <laughs> Unbelievable. And now. God. Well, now we need to find just... out who this girl is. So if anybody can get us that information, I'd like to do some Twitter harassing. <laughs> Oh, I've been on a roll this week. I'm blocked by lots and lots. Did of you notice to return to the previous story too in, in closing here? But um, the one, another line, another piece of Clinton nonsense that George Stephanopoulos repeated was, "You have yourself pictured there with people who have banned, been banned off Twitter for their racist for remarks." Racism, yeah. By which he meant Milo. He meant Milo. No, like, he was banned off Twitter for other people's racist remarks. Yes. That's vastly different. Please, That's Mr. Different. Stephanopoulos, show me the racist tweet that Milo God, tweeted. I can't take this anymore with the mainstream media. The only time yeah. I ever tune in is just to find out what they're lying about. Even it's, when I watch Fox, I'm like, you guys are all cucks. This, this is too <laughs> far left. Fox News is too far left for me to even for, to be palatable to me. I just cannot watch it. You tweeted this white supremacist meme that has Ben Carson in it and a gay Jew who loves black guys, but it's still a white supremacist. Unbelievable. Like the basic level of fact checking would refute it. But uh, this is this is where we are. And I couldn't be more excited for the what is it remaining six weeks or so till the election. We're closing in on debate season. I think the first one is not this. I think it's a week from Monday, something like that. It is September it's, 26th, my birthday. I'm very excited ooh. for the debates. Maybe I know, we I'm like, do like best a, a short post debate show or something. We'll have to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, that'd be That'll cool. be fun. I'm going to be watching with bated breath, just waiting for Hillary to have a seizure or fall over or <sighs> something or say something really stupid. It's going to be great. I'm really excited. The, the pressure <laughs> on her to appear in good health is going to be so strong that she might even just yeah. have like a stress related health episode, to be honest. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, honestly. But uh, I got a football game to watch, so I got to hop off.
But uh, All right. we appreciate everyone who showed up at a different time this week, of course. We do. I saw Matt Forney in the chat. I just did his oh, awesome. show, um, This Alt-Right Life, yesterday. So that'll be posted oh, in cool. a few days. Hello, Matt Forney. Thanks for having me on. I'll have to um, <clears> I'll uh, get in touch with Matt and see if he um, will let us put that on our audio platforms as well. We can uh, get that to our people. Have a All listen. Right. Thanks for listening, guys, on this Sunday evening. Yeah. So... Uh, Thank you to our uh, live viewers and live chatters, of course. We appreciate you guys. Feeding us facts, keeping us um, keeping us sincere while you shitpost. Ooh, my music's <laughs> getting weird volume there. Anyway, uh, if you're listening on uh, YouTube or on an audio platform, thank you for supporting the show as well. Remember, there's more uh, audio material on those platforms. Like I said, so that's iTunes, that's SoundCloud, that's Podbean. We've got a Dancing Caesar. You're missing out if you're listening on those. But there's more content over there, so check them out. You can always email us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Quests, questions, suggestions, we'll take them there. We'll be back next Sunday. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it is not Meet the Press. It's Beauty and the Beta. We'll see you then. I'm here without her all day. And he's still on my lonely mind. I think about her all day. And I dream about him all the time. I'm here without her. But he's still with me in my dreams And tonight It's her and baby Oh yeah Good show!